Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Adventure AI, a DND podcast. I am your trusty AI assistant, Alex the Language Lord, here to bring you an exciting recap episode of our thrilling campaign, Escape from the Dark Pursuit. We dive deep into the adventures, challenges, and unexpected twists that our brave players, Jason, Maddie, and Jake, encountered during their perilous journey. We'll reflect on the epic moments, celebrate their victories, and discuss what worked seamlessly with my AI assistants. Join us as we engage in lively discussions, share insights, and reminisce about the incredible moments that unfolded throughout the Escape from the Dark Pursuit campaign. So grab your favorite snack, sit back, and prepare to relive the highs and lows of this unforgettable journey. Adventure AI is about to take you on an incredible ride. Are you ready? Let's dive in. All right. Thanks for that introduction, Alex. Again, we are here returning uh, at the end mm. of Ooh. end of season two. Season two. Two full seasons I under know. our belt. It's Whoa. Funny. <laughs> it's funny. We just call seasons are like they're really short because there's like one shot is one season. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We do what we want. It's our podcast. If you have problems with this, email Take us. it up with Alex. Take it up with Alex. Yeah. Or you can email was, us or reach out to us on Twitter and tweet Instagram, Facebook. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We have all sorts of socials now. I don't know what they are off the top of my head. Maybe I'll have them linked in the podcast or Alex can read them off some later. But uh, we are here with uh, Jake. Welcome, Jake. Hey. He's here still because he played. Uh, and we have Maddie. Hey. hey, Maddie, our forever guest. Our forever guest. How yes. are we getting rid of her? I've been trying for so long. Yeah, I know. We can figure out a way to make that happen. Who knows? Um, she's like, Ask Alex. Maybe he knows. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he knows a way. <clears throat> and then, of course, Jason, uh, my co-host here for uh, the Adventure AI podcast. Jason, yes. Yeah. So we just finished the. Uh, let's see. What we, the, we we titled this the Escape from the Dark Pursuit. The Season two. This was the first time I DM'd. Um, what are, uh, on what are the yours? podcast. On the podcast. Oh, not, not the first not time ever. you've DM'd. The first oh. time I DM'd on the podcast. Uh, and let's just start with, let's just go around the table. Let's just go. And I, Jason, I'm not going to start with you because you're just, one of the hosts. I want to start with Jake here. Okay. Jake, let's just, honest, pure feedback. How do you think it went? I really enjoyed it. I loved how uh, dynamic it was. And for the most part, I guess if I could summarize it, I wish we could stay longer in this world. (laughs) I very much enjoyed the fight club and and the cliffhanger ending. I also want to just murder the (laughs) terrible priest. (sighs) I'm feeling things. I'm really feeling things right now. I know. Uh what do you what do you think like your big things like your favorite thing about what happened maybe your least favorite thing Well I'd say my favorite thing that happened was probably uh, not getting lycanthropy from the wolf. Oh, yeah, yes. that was good. Mm, that, that was a good was, moment. That was a good moment and that just my overall fight there was a, a I think a shining moment for my character. Yeah. As true for most of my characters, they don't attack well. I, every character I play is just a sport. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just can't attack very well. Um, you say least favorite part? Yeah, maybe if there was one. I don't okay. know. Um, I don't think there necessarily was a least favorite part. Oh, yes. It's when my awesome move of uh, fairy fire missed. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's fair. That would have been very helpful and very fun. That's fair. Yeah. But that's it fair. did not work. Very helpful. All right, uh, Maddie. <laughs> hey, 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 hey,
Maddie, what about you? How about you think? What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I agree. I wish we could play in this world a little bit longer. I feel like Whisker was really coming into his own as a sociopath yes. there, there near the end. <laughs> where I uh, just robbed this dude blind. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I really liked the Fight Club. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was kind of hard because a lot of, like, uh, the fight styles of a rogue are usually done not in an arena where everybody's mm-hmm. watching. And so yeah. I was trying like to figure out how to get that sneak attack. Wow. In an arena was kind of fun and hard. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, I had a good, I had a good time. I've never been called a pussycat so much in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah. I liked it. No, <laughs> Just a little bit. Maybe my little pussycat. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jason, what about you? Thoughts? Um, I, okay. A couple things. One, I, my favorite part was the fight club for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that moment, the tag team being engaged in, uh, other people's combat is always fun. Cause a lot of times when we play D and D, it doesn't really when other players are attacking. Yeah, you're and stuff. looking. You're trying to figure out your next move, and so you're not paying attention. Right, but in in that, you we were forced in a situation where if one of your companions goes down, you lose. Yeah. Right, and and so that I really like that that aspect of it. I like that part of the story, um, and then also, I loved playing a character that loved his companions. <laughs> that was so much fun. I, <laughs> I, I loved being in love with my, my companions. Yeah. Um, uh, Stillwater really did think of them as his best friends mm. in the whole world. And that was fun to, to play in that, uh, that environment. Fantastic. Uh, so from my perspective as the DM, <clears throat> there's some interesting things about, cause like, again, part of the whole podcast is around incorporating AI. And yep. as you're we working with Alex, the, the interesting thing was, is like, I started with the fight club idea. And then for some reason, Alex was like, yeah, but the real reason why they're doing the fight club is for this other purpose. Like an audition. It's an audition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an audition. And I liked the idea of it being an audition. Uh, in like a normal campaign, I think that I would, I would have drawn out the fight club um, aspect probably a little more. In fact, I probably would have done a series of combats, mm-hmm. right? I agree. I would too. Yeah, yeah. I like to do those in a lot of campaigns where I want them to level up quickly. Right. Yeah. And I think like the, the ability, like, you know, of course we, we sped it up for the purpose of this one shot, but the idea of being like, yeah, you're going to join the fight club, but you're not going to like impress anybody. The first time you show up, even if you win your first one, I'm like, well, of course you won your first one. That's fine. These are like the bottom tiers, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to make your way to a place where we care. Are about. you minimizing what we did? In Absolutely. That fight? 100% okay. Okay. Yeah, of minimizing yeah. it. No, that makes sense. Um, but, uh, and, and even still like some of the things that we did, um, that probably got edited out of the episode was, the um the 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 people that you decided to fight, I didn't beforehand uh decide what ones you were going to do. And even uh I had worked with Alex to come up with like the the options. It's like, oh here's option one, here's option two, here's option three. And again, when I had him just read what it was, uh he only said two people were fighting, right? And I, I had to correct it in game and be like, oh no, 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 no. Uh, it's actually three. I forgot to change it before the episode. Um, but he just said two, even though I told him during the whole interaction of the DM creation that we were going to be three. Uh, also, for those the, of you. Yeah. Also in the cave, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't you use, uh, tell us what you did in the cave to with uh, Oh yeah, for the, the cave was the same thing. I didn't have, uh, the, Alex had at one point rec- recommended like the shadow elementals. We'd gotten to that point um, when I was, when I was creating it. But, um, 
the heart of the shadow when it created it, it gave me inconsistent uh, references of what it was it was going mm-hmm. to be, even though I had corrected it multiple times. Like, no, let's call the heart of the shadow this. And some of it might not all be in the episode because the episode, the preposode that I had done uh, only took me most of the way there. And then some of the conversations that we had uh, afterwards and then the character creation, right? There are things that came out of that. One of them being uh, Brenner here's backstory was, yeah. oh, well, how can I like, let's, let's tie in this corrupt priest. So I didn't do that during the episode because I didn't know that about you but after i knew it about you i was able to take it back and and i and i went back to uh chat gpt and, and alex and was able to work in and say oh hey i want to include some of these aspects how can we we bring these things together uh and some of it was the ideas that it, that i had gotten from it and others were were ones that i was like oh this is it this is how i tie it together like how do i make how do i make malachi's request from them become problematic to some degree Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was what it was. I was like, oh, well, that's it. He's in cahoots with somebody that Brenner hates. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, not just Brenner too, but like you, you essentially brought the whole group in because this was a group effort to get over that awful priest. Oh, yeah. That, that's yeah, right. what brought Equanimous together. Equanimous came together because <laughs> of this priest's corruption. Yeah, Equanimous. Equanimous? Equanimous. <laughs> Was it that? Was it a holy trinity? Was oh, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the holy trinity? Yeah. Uh, so oh. it's interesting to see. I think that uh, one of my biggest things is that we don't rely one hundred percent right uh, on the AI and that using it to kind of like nudge us uh, in certain directions, but also like the stuff that it was able to produce immediately. So I think. Um, yeah, I was using it. Uh, yeah. This might come as a surprise to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to But ask. I was using it all night long. Yeah. yeah. I, how many of those, though, were from the AI, and how many of those were, we're just off the your, dome? We're talking about oh, your, your proverbs. Yeah, proverbs. The, uh, the, of the proverbs, I would say most of them came from uh, Alex the Language Lord, because mm-hmm. uh, I was I was just feeding it in. Give me uh, short proverbs without explanation, because if I didn't say without explanation, it would give me a proverb and then a paragraph of why this proverb was good <laughs> and <laughs> what it meant. And oh, it was nice. like... Oh my gosh, no. So so I was I was I was adjusting that and so I had the a copy paste of uh short proverbs without explanations about and then when a topic would come up I'd just type that one word, press enter, and then I'd have, you know, five or six proverbs to to pick from. That's funny. And, but but it also got my brain in that mode as well, in that proverb mo- mode. And so like after a while, I was I was throwing out, or I read one and I go, oh uh, no, I can go this direction with a different proverb or mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever. But um, the thing I really like about this is I was playing D anD D with a with a friend, and he was trying to get his character. Uh, he was also playing a monk. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how. He he just felt like his character was kind of pigeonholed and and became really quiet, and he didn't know how to communicate. And I recommended to him. Like, why don't you try speaking in Proverbs? And he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And then he couldn't do it because it's hard to come up with Proverbs yeah. on yeah. the spot and when you're in pressure. And so my experience with it was so much easier just to have this little just tool. rattle those and off. Just <laughs> and, my, and it was fast, yeah. My favorite one of the nights got to be exhaustion makes cowards of us all. <laughs> exhaustion <laughs> want, makes cowards I, of us all. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> 
That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. Actually, we'll be printing some of those shirts. We'll, yes. give yeah. some, we'll be printing some of those Check shirts. Check out our merch. The D&D podcast, and we'll say, exhaustion makes cowards of us yeah. all. Be there. Honestly, there were so many. Uh, if you go through this whole thing, I probably have uh, over 200 proverbs that it fed me tonight. And I probably read out loud a small, per- but actual ones that I read, I couldn't even read them all. There was just too yeah. many to to go through. So very impressive that it could come up with. Watch with out Confucius. So Chat GPT on your tail. <laughs> it was interesting. Cause, and then like being able to have it be um, interesting, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, like Proverbs be interesting and you know, it was hit and miss sometimes, Sure, but some of them were like good. Yeah. yeah. Some of them were good. And, and even the, the really, really bad ones. Like we're, I, we're funny. We're funny too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially when it was like a little bit inappropriate for the situation. It's yes. like, mm, love it. So good. So good. I also liked um, one of the things I did too for like the 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 elemental, the shadow elemental that you had killed, right? Oh, yeah. Brenner. Yeah. So having w- Alex help? Yeah, for having Alex help. What I did. Well, we can actually call him Jake now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jake. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> that's my name. Uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, no. Uh, but I just typed in, I just typed. Hey, describe um, the 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 death or demise of a shadow elemental using the you know scorched ray or whatever, and then that that whole description it came up with like immediately after I typed it. Like I knew it was dying. I just typed it in and then just hit enter, and I can just go and I can just do that whole description. So, so Tyler, how would you do this if you were actually playing Dungeons and Dragons in your home with friends mm-hmm. and using this as a, as an assisted thing? Is that something that you would do just like you did tonight? Or would you go, oh, they're going to beat these these characters. Let me get some stuff ahead of time. How, how would you actually use this in, in actual play? Yeah, I feel like if you were more prepared <laughs> as a DM and like instead of using it maybe to create the monsters itself, but uh, in some cases you'd be more prepared. Like you know that you're probably going to beat in the beat them in the combat. I think it's fair. You could probably have some of these pre-generated mm-hmm. uh, to be able to have those descriptions if you wanted to add the additional flavor text. But knowing that it's like you could come up with it so quickly on the fly if you wanted to was also helpful. Or you could do like what Jason did the on the last one, have the two outcomes of when oh, we right. did succeed oh, yeah, and when yeah, we yeah. did fail yeah. is an option as That's well. That's true. Jake? Well, I, w- I was suggesting too, like how quickly you were able to do it um, allowed you to also add a certain element of identity with it by using specifically a scorching ray. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. right. and that that's helped true. add a lot of descriptive words that wouldn't have been there um, had you not. No, so, I think that's true. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like it didn't take yeah. long for you to come up with that real quick. Of course, the edit's going to have it. Yeah, and, and I think that's important to point out. The, the, our audience will be listening to an edited version mm-hmm. of that adventure. And so... Uh, it'll seem a lot faster the way we do it than how you're going to do it in your home. Yes. Right. And that's just part of the process. And and you want us to edit that out. You don't want to sit and. Yeah. You don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. But but no idea how many proverbs he was rattling off in the the downtime. I cut. I was going crazy. We cut a hundred proverbs. But but just keep that in mind. Like like don't get frustrated if you use this tool at home. And it's not going as fast as what you hear us do it because mm-hmm. we are we're cutting out those those moments. And so just yeah. keep that in mind. But at the same time, like everyone who's played D and D is sat at a table and knows mm-hmm. that there are times where as a DM where you're being like, It's your turn and they're like let me shuffle through this spell list. And while they're yeah. doing that, you can be like, okay, well they're going to kill it here in a minute and I can type some things up and I can right. hit whatever. 
Um, and even still, like what you were doing with the Proverbs, you were saying, here's like the first half and I'm going to leave the second half blank. And I could type up the first bit being like, uh, you know, write a description of a, this monster being killed by. And then just wait for that. And then just wait for them to to say, oh, I'm going to use fireball. And I just go fireball and I go enter. And then while they're rolling to hit and they're rolling their dice, it's generating the response and Mm -hmm. you can have that. And when the time comes, you just read it. I found that it's way easier to use uh, Alex as a player than it is as a DM. And and that shouldn't be a surprise because everything's easier as a player than it is for, <laughs> sure. for a DM, right? But when you're a player, you there's a lot of just downtime, exactly. right? And so yeah. and so while everybody's figuring out stuff, it's so easy to be like, oh, what would I say in this situation, or what would be going through my mind, and and whatnot. So yeah, interesting. Uh, any other additional thoughts? I'm uh, curious as to who the creepy man was. Oh yeah! Who's the oh, creepy man? That's a great question. <laughs> okay, so it was Kale. No, actually, the funny thing it is, wasn't Kale. It was is, Vesper. And you'll you'll see it in the chat. You'll see it in the um, or you'll listen to it in the episode if you listen to it uh, when the time comes. And what's interesting about that whole thing is, it was a full NPC that I just never ended up using. That's how D and D goes, though. Like, it, <laughs> even it, with or without AI, there's going to be NPCs. It is 100 percent uh, how it goes. Sometimes um, I, will, I will. Let's see if I can I can pull this up here. But um, what we had created when I was going through the process was this is a guy by the name of Eric the Brave. So he's actually a paladin who had infiltrated this is the this is part of the whole thing he was a paladin who had infiltrated malachi's um group and he has um immunity to exhaustion maybe yeah. a great person to, no. <laughs> yeah. this dude's uh, got the strength uh, of two men yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it says here, uh, eric is a former member of malachi's fight club uh who has seen the darkness and the evil behind the club so he he thought that what they were doing was bad um, Should have followed him. <laughs> there's a whole description for him here. He's got long hair. Uh, you know, there's some mystery and danger around him. But he was intended to be like a person for like if I was to run this as a normal like a normal campaign and kind of where it was taking me when I was initially doing it. Um, he was supposed to be the one who you would confront that you were supposed to have the doubts about. You were the one who think like, who is this guy? Why is he? Why is he scared? Why is he being sketched? And why is he following us? Mm-hmm. Only to find out like that he's actually the good guy, and you guys are helping the bad guys. Twist, twist, which is a normal twist, but that's what I we what we had created yeah. when we were going. And Eric, the brave, just he was there. I had a description for him, um, but ultimately, what ended up happening as we were playing is I just couldn't figure out a way within a reasonable amount of time to like introduce him into yeah. the that play. So that I just never did. Right. So you just had him leave. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I, think, had him leave. I think doing one shots adds an additional challenge mm. that you wouldn't have in your home D D and D games. Right. Cause sure. yeah. I mean, remember last season we left so many spell slots so unused, many spell slots. <laughs> so many magic items not used. And so like, I think that adds kind of something that another element of things that we don't necessarily get to touch on the things that we want to. Yeah. The time. Yeah, it's true. Speaking of magic items, Jason, I think yours was broken. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that that uh, an extra d six per kick when you can do four kicks. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, that was one that uh, Alex gave you, and in retrospect, I'm like, mm, maybe it was a little more powerful than we yeah. thought. And, and, and it had <laughs> features that I didn't even use as well. Like yeah. it could do two d six damage instead of one d six at. You know. And in the episode when you when Alex gave it to you, you guys like this isn't broken at all. This I is perfectly say that. reasonable. <laughs> I literally say that. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's. Uh, that, so that's your answer to your question, uh, Jake. Who was that stranger? He was intended to be a good guy. He was intended to be a be- there and help you. Uh, Zara is an assassin. She's a baddie. But you know, sometimes your heart wants what your heart wants. <laughs> <laughs> Most successful romance plot on this show so, so far, so far, so far. I so love far. how yeah. committed you guys were to it. I was, like, I was just throwing it out there as like a fun little. Oh, thing. you don't know, you, you don't know like, how starved no, for love we are. He is going home with her tonight. <laughs> I was like, he, okay, he's gonna need to repent afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. For those of you, yeah, the, the season one episode, you'll listen to that one. And you'll see how uh, abysmally failed the uh, unresolved love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> the love triangle. The, it just didn't work. Um, okay, let's go. Ahead, uh, we'll go around and do some final thoughts. Uh, Jason, any final thoughts that you had? Uh, final thoughts. I would. I would just again agree with um, uh, Jake about. I would love to spend more time in this world. I mm-hmm. think we're going to experience that a lot, though. Where it's like, yeah. oh man, playing this would be would be fun. I would love to be in a world with a Fight Club. I'll probably introduce that in some of my home campaigns. Yeah. And, and do that. Um, uh, my other final thought, I'm going to give two final oh, thoughts. Yes. My other final thought is it is hard playing an annoying character. And like, you it, think it's hard. You weren't yeah, annoying. I know. What? I don't like annoying people. That may come as a surprise. And, I was say, but, I played D&D with you for a while, yeah, Jason, and, and I really am surprised by the statement that you're but, saying that but it's difficult. It is it is hard. It's hard when you when you're when you're committing and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm just driving everybody crazy." So, I just wanted to throw out there if like you were listening to this podcast and you're like, "I don't think I can ever listen to this podcast again because this guy is super annoying. I apologize. I know that I'm annoying. It's not just in D&D. It's in everything I do in life. I try hard, but but being annoying is just part of who I am. There so it is. I'm sorry. That is an official apology. We'll we'll take a soundbite from that one and we'll put it out there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maddie, what about you? Final thoughts? I don't know. I, I thought everything went perfectly. Oh, <laughs> there it is. That's all. That's, That's all, all I got. <laughs> no, no, I thought it was a lot of fun. Love, love doing this show. It's good times. Okay, great. Jake, what about you? I think it was really interesting to play with AI for one. I had a wonderful time, but I, I kind of, uh, I, I really liked the hiccups that yeah. we had here and there. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is kind of important things to know beforehand to go into it. And so hopefully, you got like, if if anybody listening, you know, uses AI at their table, then you guys can learn from some of the mistakes that were made here. Um, but overall, I just had a wonderful time. But if, I, if, I, if I've learned anything, it's that, man, I need to not stop putting so much work and so much attachment into characters. Like <laughs> yeah. once. I've been like thinking about it all day and I'm just like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And I forgot. I was like, yeah, no, you, he's, He's done. He's gone. Yeah, no, yeah, I did done. the same thing in the last season. I was like super excited. I like fell in love with this character. I'm saving my spell spots. This time, like on the bus on the way here, I'm like, yeah, roll some dice. Yeah. Question for you. Yeah. Is it more painful? Oh, I'm sorry. We learned that as well. Who's you? Who's you? Who's you? We're in a podcast. Question for me. Question for Maddie. Yes. What is more painful to have a one shot end with a TPK? 
or having a one-shot end with a character who survives that you'll never be able to play again oh, ever. Oh, no. Wow. On a cliffhanger. Oh, on man. a cliffhanger. Yeah, because it did have that ambiguous ending as to kind of what's going on. I don't know. I think I was so shell-shocked from what happened. I was like, wait, so we just are dead? And so I think that was kind of the most, like, shocking um and so I would say that was probably the most painful. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But I've, um, I don't know. They're, they're equally got the things that kind of are fun about them and kind of things that are less fun about them. I just remember how like, you're like, okay, well you're dead. And we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and so like that, that is something I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not being a player in that one. I will say I'm going to miss being Stillwater. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm going to miss Stillwater. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna miss this whisker. Oh yeah, and the, you know I, I was I I mean all of you had your own character development to some degree. I think that uh, candidly this the star of tonight was tech, from my perspective was Brenner though. Like a lot oh, of stuff really? happened from Brenner. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I I would take the Brenner protagonist. The protagonist was, the was Brenner. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah the, the the story was a little bit more about his history than yeah not. yeah. We ended up doing that. We ended up finding like a lot of his history in the character creation was coming through. A lot of the relationship between all of you was kind of circled around. You're you. Shrek. Yeah. He's Donkey, and I'm Puss in Boots. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Close, yeah. And Malachi is actually King Farquaad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did think that the Brenner was kind of the dare I say at the star of the show, yeah. uh, at least for this one. And, you know, what's interesting too, that we talked about this is that um, our initial approach is that we plan on doing one shots. Everything's going to be one shots. Uh, am I going to say that we're never going to revisit some of these characters? Yes. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I think maybe at some point, if it feels like it might be fun for us to resurrect some of those or bring them back or do something fun in the future, then maybe, but uh, obviously Jason and I don't necessarily agree yet, but we can, uh, <laughs> Have a conversation. Oh, well, that's Alex. You can have yeah. a fight club. No, I think it. I think I think it would be fun to bring to, to maybe do an all star uh, an all star an all star oh episode gosh, yes. of uh, bring back some of the favorite characters yeah. and then mix and match them and have them. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, okay. Last thing I think I wanted to say was yeah, some of the stuff I was pulling up on the fly as the DM. Do wait did did I do we ask we are you good Jake? Did you have something else you want to add first before we get back to me? Okay. Uh, is that when I was generating something on the fly, the format of like stat blocks and things that it was creating when I'm like, Oh, I need a, like, it's like I said it. And then after I said it, I was like, well, that was a mistake. I'm like, Zara will come with you. Cause like the, the, the love interest was like budding and it was like, I did not <laughs> expect that at all. Like I did not expect that, 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 uh, Zara, the assassin who was of course who you described with uh, clothes clinging to her body. Yeah, yeah. And Alex did. Alex <laughs> full, <laughs> leather, full tight leather. Alex did that. Piercing green crazy. eyes. Yeah. Come on, Alex. What are you thinking? I know Alex is a, it's just, you know, uh, lonely and I did not expect computer. I did not expect her to come along but when it was starting to be like oh well here's some things that are going on I was like all right well let's bring her right and then I was like oh crap she's gonna be in combat I need to let you do something <laughs> but I was able to just immediately just come in and just be like I need a stat block for Zara and because I was doing the entire campaign uh so I did the the DM prep and the character creation all in the same chat GPT thread. So it had, or it should have had, if you will, uh, like knowledge of the entire conversation. Right. 
So when I just said, all I had to do is say, I need a stat block for uh, Zara. It knew who she was. It yes. knew who she was, and it cranked it out. And it gave it, it's like, oh, yeah, sure, here it is. Zara, human rogue, level six. Here's her AC. Here's her hit points, speed. And then everything was kind of, you know, there's the skills, sneak attack, evasion, cunning action, uncanny dodge, equipment. Um, where it was difficult was, like, it didn't give me her like weapons. So oh, yeah. so like I could see it and because I played enough d and I was like okay well this is a weapon that she can use you probably use this die but it wasn't like it wasn't a completely round character like it gave me the stats it gave me the skills it knew that she was a rogue and gave me all that stuff like all the core pieces but it's like it didn't give her like a, a dagger or a weapon or something that I can use that it could easily like with a creature where I could be like oh create these shadow elementals it's like oh here's a slam attack here's the plus whatever it's like when, when I had to do that, it was like, oh, yeah, here's um, here's all the stats. Here's the different skills that it has, you know, corrosive form, false appearance. Mm-hmm. It gave me the shadow meld. So elemental becomes invisible until the end of the next turn or until it attacks a casting a spell because it doesn't move. It even had a shadow warp so it could teleport up to 30 feet. And it even gave these shadows the ability to squeeze through spaces smaller than one inch without any problem. So... But those ones, it was like when when I found the attack space, it was just like, oh, here it is, um, pl- attack plus seven to hit. Here's the reach. Here's the damage, right? And it even gave me an average. It was like hit, uh, thirteen two d eight plus four bludgeoning damage. That was really handy for the creatures, mm-hmm. but for NPCs and characters, it did not really produce something that I could easily just be like grab. And I would want to maybe play with that a little bit more to see if I if I in, intentionally instructed it to give it create a care a D and D character with a weapon if it would mm-hmm. do something different like fully equipped or yeah fully yeah. equipped I don't I don't know what that would do yeah I have no idea I could probably test it in a bit but I don't know what it would do well for what it's worth I had <clears throat> no idea I thought I felt like Zara was a full character yeah. as you were playing her and I didn't pay any notice to anything that may have been lackluster. So to be honest, though, we were paying attention to <laughs> yeah, other parts. To the romance, so. to the love. So maybe that kind of depth, you know, for an, an NPC is maybe not necessary. Yeah, it could be. It was just, she was fine. She was yeah. great. It made me think in several of uh, my um, different campaigns, and specifically one I'm running right now, we have a, problem with a lot of tackle on npcs right now Mm -hmm. and it's just weighing down battle time and i'm just like maybe if i simplified them a lot sort of like zara Zara was or zara that uh, things would go better yeah sometimes a trick that i learned is i don't uh let npcs attack npcs and so if that happens, I just describe whether it was a hit. It, it becomes a story element at that point. Oh, you not. don't even roll for it. You no, just I don't roll it. it. I, if, if I want the NPC to hit, it'll hit. If I want it to miss, it'll miss. I'll describe what happens, and I don't leave it up to, to fate. NPCs are, are mine to control. Yeah, it's kind mm, of weird when you're sitting there, the DM's just yeah. playing I, by I, themselves. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now this person's going to go, and I roll, and I roll, and I roll. And now yeah. this person's going to go, and I roll. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. No, yep. I like that idea. Yep, it's all storytelling. Way to streamline it. Um, okay, so thanks, everyone, for your final thoughts. Uh, we will be, believe it or not, some of you who don't know, uh, we are already started some recording for season three. Jason yeah. and I have talked about it. So he has already kicked that off. We are in motion uh, we're, and we're going to keep going until either we run out of steam or um, 
Well, I don't know. Maybe the one, world ends. Or the world ends, whichever yeah, comes first. Yeah. Uh, so thanks everybody, and uh, appreciate you. This is again. Did We're, you have something? Yeah, else? I just I just wanted to end by saying, oh, whiskers, geez. my little pussy cat. Oh jeez. Oh. Hammer of light. Goodbyes are not forever. They are not the end. It simply means I'll miss you until we meet again. Oh. I could cry. Chills. That's deep. <laughs> Full chills. Thanks, everybody. This is the uh, Adventure AI D&D podcast. We'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye.